Assalamualaikum and hi everyone. Welcome to episode 5 of season 2 Museum of Voices, previously known as the Shaida Effect podcast. I'm Shaida, your host. So for today, I'm really excited to speak with our guest today, an author and cruise enthusiast, Greg Stam. So tell us about yourself, please. Hi, uh, I am an attorney who is trying to retire because I've been doing it for more than 50 years. And I am a cruise enthusiast. I have been taking cruises to try and relax from work for many, many years. And I decided to write a book about the enjoyment of cruising that people uh, could read uh, and decide for themselves whether it was something they would like to do. Okay, that's really, that's really cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, background? Well, I was born in New York City And I mm -hmm. went to school in upstate New York, and I made that my home up in Buffalo, New York. And I started cruising back around 1980 with some friends. They invited me. And at first I was reluctant, but I went and I had such a good time that I started uh, booking more and more cruises. And whenever I needed to get away from work, because I did a lot of trial work as a lawyer, I would plan my vacations uh, by taking cruises. And we started doing cruises that most people start doing from uh, the southeast of the United States down in Florida to the Caribbean. And then we started to take cruises that went to Europe. And in recent years, we've been really enjoying taking cross-ocean cruises. Okay, so uh, just now you said that you're working as an attorney, right? How how yeah. did you how did you juggle your career with cruising trips? You are taking the cruise trips as um as a form of vacation. How do you juggle that? Well, first of all, I've been very lucky. I started my own law firm and I had people working with me. And being a trial lawyer, you can kind of have some downtime when you're not in the courtroom. And so I would plan my vacations around my downtime from court. And it became very easy to book uh, cruises because they range anywhere from five days to two or three weeks. So I was able to do that uh, for the many uh, cruises I've taken, which is now more than 50. Mm, you're so lucky to be able to do that. So how long have you been cruising actually? My first cruise was in 1980. So that's mm, wow. 50 years ago. And then uh, in more recent years, uh, we started taking three cruises a year because I could take more time off from work. My two sons are my law partners, so they kind of watch after things while I'm gone. And now that I'm getting up in years, I feel like I should be able to go when I want to go. Okay, so um, you said that you have been on more than 50 plus trips. Um, can you tell us some places that you, you have traveled to? Well... The most exciting was probably our trip to Antarctica. We went from Santiago, Chile, down around Cape Horn and down all the way down to Antarctica and then back up uh, to uh, Rio de Janeiro and uh, places along the eastern part of the South American coast. We've also taken cruises on Russian rivers before people stopped going to Russia. And then uh, we've taken cruises up to Norway, uh, New Zealand, and Australia. I've cruised Hong Kong and uh, the China coast. 
and just about every part of Europe. So we've seen a lot of the world. That is so, so, so cool. I wish I could go on a cruise trip right now, hearing you say that. Um, <laughs> because since the pandemic, right, um, I myself haven't uh, traveled that much as outside of my own country. Um, so perhaps after reading your book, maybe it can make me, uh, it can convince me to go on a cruise trip. I feel like it's not something that is common here in uh, Malaysia. Maybe some people might go abroad to, to experience this um, cruise trip. So um, hearing your perspective on this is really interesting. Now, um, what made you become so passionate about cruising? Well, it allows you to see so many parts of the world without having to pack and unpack every day you're going to a new hotel. Because once you're on the cruise ship, you don't have to unpack until the cruise is over. Uh, so what happens is they stop at a different port almost every day and you get off and you spend seven or eight hours exploring that port. And if you really like it, you uh, make a note to go back and maybe spend some time just at that city for a week in the future. And we've done that. Uh, we have spent time in Paris because we've been able to see it, you know, on a cruise ship from La Havre, we were able to take a trip to Paris. And as a result, we stayed in Paris. The same thing is true in Italy. Cruise to ports in Italy allow you to Florence and to Venice. And if you find something you really like, you go back and just vacation at that uh, at that city for a week. So uh, on a cruise ship, uh, what do you usually enjoy doing uh, while on board? Well, there's so many different types of cruises. Remember that some of the ships today, at least have as many as 6,000 passengers. That's a mm. lot of people on a ship. Yep, we definitely. Like take, we like to take cruises where there's six or 700 people because they're not as uh, obviously hectic. We're, we like to relax. I like to read. I like to write. I like to enjoy uh, music. I like mm -hmm. to go to the gymnasium and you know do some exercising. I like to sit by the pool. But a lot of people who cruise like to get off every day and just go party. And that's a choice that people have. Some of the ships dock every single day and other ships, uh, for instance, the cruise we're going on in two weeks, will be crossing the ocean. We'll fly to Paris, then we'll cruise along the English Channel up in the Normandy coast. Then it will stop in Portugal and Spain and then it will head across the Atlantic Ocean for six days and wind up in New York City where we'll get off the ship. So it offers options to people. And you can be on a ship for as few as three or four days, or you can go for as long as uh, weeks to a month or more months if you want to take a very long cruise. So you have this uh, flexibility of being um, of planning your uh, days with the cruise with these cruise trips, you can plan to do as much or as little as you want. Some people get off and other people stay on. Uh, it, it's all up to you. It really is a form of vacation that allows you to plan what you want to do. There's no mandated anything except to be there when the cruise ship leaves the port. 
and you just enjoy yourself. There's a, a saying that you don't have to ever look for your car keys because someone else is driving the ship. Oh, that sounds so relaxing. <laughs> um, can you uh, give us and the listeners um, a, a mental image of how it is like uh, having a vacation on a cruise ship to somebody who, is, who has not been on a, a cruise trip before? Well, first of all, when you first board the ship, you'll be so impressed at uh, the size of the ship, the beauty of the ship, the number of different venues on the ship. Some of these ships today have eight or nine restaurants. Wow. Then they have a, be a beautiful theater where you can watch live entertainment or a movie. You can also go see a lecture by somebody who might be talking about something you're interested in. Then they have a, a very lovely, uh, what they call a spa for you to exercise in or to get massage treatments. Uh, you can, on some of these ships, you can play basketball if you want. Uh, certainly the pool venues are absolutely beautiful and a lot of people sit by the pool for hours at a time. Well, very luxurious life, I guess. If you go on that, you really can forget about your um, problems. That's what the well, purpose of vacations. Imagine what makes you relax the most. For me, being on a ship while it's at sea, the fresh air and that gentle breeze, as well as just the beauty of the ocean itself as the ship glides over it it's it's a very comfortable way to relax and some people just like to sit on their balcony and watch uh, as the ship goes through the water that's a very beautiful way to put cruise tripping greg so how would you yeah. compare your uh cruise trips before the pandemic and post pandemic uh, is there any um huge differences that you spotted Oh, there, there are very, very many differences. In fact, the book I wrote was originally going to come out before we ever knew there would be a pandemic. It oh. was going to be called Come Cruise With Me. But I, I was just finishing the book when the pandemic struck. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to put the book on hold because, first of all, cruises weren't going to be taking place during the height of the pandemic. And I thought it would be important to change the title from Come Cruise With Me to Come Cruise With Me in a Post-COVID World. I'm going to try and show you uh, what the book looks like. Are you able to see the, the cover of the book now? Yep. Uh, can you uh, shift the book up a bit? Okay, yep. There you good? go. Lovely book. Yeah, lovely book. So what what's changed is cleanliness of the ship and the companies obviously wanted to take every precaution to protect people because let's face it people are going to be a little bit more timid about their vacations if they're afraid of getting sick and all i can tell you is we've now taken five crew since the pandemic has started to subside and the ships are not only cleaner they've put in place precautions. You have to be tested to make sure you're not sick. Uh, the crew still wears masks and now the passengers don't have to, but we did in the beginning. 
and they just have a little more space between tables so that you're not sitting on top of each other. And there's far more uh, what you would call cleansing stations where they ask you to wash your hands before you do uh, any of the activities. And it just really has worked out beautifully. Uh, I think it's better than it ever was, to be honest with you. Oh, because of the extra precautions. A absolutely. Let's face it, a cruise ship is not going to leave port uh, if it's not feeling very safe about what it's doing because the publicity they're going to get if they have a mistake is going to be very bad for them. So they're very, very cautious about what they're doing. Mm, I see. So we've talked about um, dealing with the uh, COVID-19, right? How would you suggest the, the normal types of stuff that we have to deal with? Some people have to deal with like sick sickness or homesickness. How, how can people deal with that, especially seasickness? Well, let's start with uh, dealing with COVID. Obviously, you're not going to leave home if you're sick. But once you've been vaccinated and once you've been tested, you're going to be safe. And everybody on the ship has been vaccinated and they're going to be safe. And now they're starting to realize that most people have done those things. So uh, you're not going to have to take as many tests as you used to have to take. They're starting to eliminate the testing. The other thing is that their uh, seasickness is something that used to be more prevalent. And that is because in the old days, the ship was uh, what you call a monohull and mm -hmm. it would wave a little bit with the sea. Now they have, uh, they have wings that go out under the water that stabilize, they're called ship stabilizers. And they've taken about 85% of the movement of the sea away from you so that you don't really feel any of that anymore. Okay. Interesting. And, and some people still will take some medication if they're, you know, nervous about it. But for the most part, uh, seasickness is a, a lot less prevalent than it used to be. Let's put it that way. Can you see me all right? I, I lost my light. Okay, here we go. Yep, can see right. you. Okay, um, we have nine minutes left. Um, so perhaps you can share with us uh, uh, some advice for first-timers um, first on, you know, cruise for their cruise trips. Well, that's kind of who I wrote the book for. Okay. Uh, this is not an encyclopedia of cruising. There's plenty of those books written. This was a book to encourage people to take a, a cruise for the first time or the second or third time and give it a chance to see if it isn't something that they will come to love as much as I have. And so I talk about the food, I talk about the entertainment, I talk about the people you meet, the kinds of people who cruise. And it's just uh, intended, the book is intended to encourage people to give it a chance. And I always tell beginners, you don't have to take a three week cruise your first time. You could take a four or five day or a seven day cruise to see if it's something you would be comfortable with. You don't have to go very far from home usually to get on a cruise ship because there's 300 ships at sea at any one time and they're all over the world. 
if you look at a map of the world, almost every port on that map will at some point have a cruise ship come and go. So you don't have to go very far from home and you get on and you don't have to unpack except the first time. You just enjoy yourself. And when you get home, you'll say, yeah, this is something I'd like to do again, or no, it isn't something I'd like to do again. I think the book would be helpful in that respect. I see. So did you include your um, memories, personal memories in your book? Oh, absolutely. Some of the people I've met, I created some characters of people I've met on cruises and the impression they've left on me. A lot of people go on cruises and make friends for life. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't see them all the time, you'll certainly have them on your holiday card list. You'll certainly uh, communicate with them by email or just the telephone call every once in a while to see how they're doing. And sometimes you'll get on a ship and you'll see someone who was on a previous cruise with you. And that's kind of fun too. So um, that sounds really, really fun. And can perhaps you can share with us uh, one of those um, unforgettable memories with us? Okay. Well, there was a lady who was sitting all alone. She was about 90 years of age. Wow. And she was having lunch by herself. And my wife and I asked if we could join her. And she allowed us to. And during the course of that lunch, we learned so much about her to the point where she actually stays on the ship for three months at a time and then goes back to her condominium in Florida to check on the family and the grandchildren and stuff like that. And then she goes back to sea. There are people who just stay on cruise ships for very long periods of time. And she was a lovely lady and I wrote about her. And then there was a, a gentleman who ate three meals at every meal. So not just three meals a day, but three meals at every meal because they'll bring you anything you ask for. And so I wrote about him. And then I wrote about, uh, you know, people you see doing different things, like the couple who go in different directions. The man sits by the pool all day and his wife participates in every activity. So there's some, you can even go with your wife and go different directions and then meet up for dinner in the evening. Oh, really interesting stories about people inside your book. I look forward to read your book soon. If I, um, yeah, if you I can, the book is very available. It's at Amazon and okay. it's also at Barnes and Noble and people can uh, just look up either Greg Stam or come okay, cruise Stam. with me and they'll find it. And, uh, it's, it's an easy book to read. It's, uh, it's really kind of meant to be fun more than it is a serious book. You can read it probably in as short a period of time as you want. Okay, people. So please go and check out uh, Greg's um, amazing book. I will go and check it out uh, also. Um, okay, I guess that's that's time. Time's almost up. And um, I've had such an amazing time with you, Greg, today. Thank you so much for grazing our show today. So, um, and also everyone for listening to today's show. Um, have an awesome day. Okay, bye. Thank See you. you. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Bye.